Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, September the 11th. We are coming to you from our homes across the Midwest. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today, we've got on the show... Brad. Curtis. Of course, Hawk from Fanatics and the Fan. JR. And me, Brandon Parnes. And we are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, critics from the Midwest talking entertainment and pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. We have got a great show for you this week. We are going to kick off kind of our, we're going to go back to this well time and again this fall, uh, but we're kicking off a fall discussion series that we're going to call, for lack of a better term, dinner party. And we're going to tell you what that means here in a little bit. Plus, we got the results of last week's pop quiz, this weekend in pop culture, what's new in entertainment in the next week, and a whole lot more. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to those of you who are joining us live on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. I see Tara's there. Hey, Tara. Glad you're feeling better getting over the COVID. Feel free to type your comments. <laughs> Feel free to type your comments. As we're talking, we read all of them, and we just might read some of them on the air. Before we jump into the headlines, what did everybody watch, read, listen to, play, make, do in the past week or so? We've had a couple of uh, releases. We had some people getting caught up on a few things. Talk about what you guys have been up to in the last uh, week or so. We'll start with Brad at the top. Oh, I've been rewatching a show that probably everyone's forgotten about called Happy Endings just because I got the complete series on DVD. So you finally got a happy ending. On DVD. <laughs> yeah, I've got, really, I, that and work is all I've been up to. So I've had a few of those DVDs before. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was an ABC comedy that aired a few years ago. It had Damon Lance Jr. and a, a, a few other people on it. But I doubt anyone remembers it because it only lasted three seasons. I remember it, but I did I, not watch I, it. Yeah, I remember it too. Did not watch a great cast though. Yep. Yeah, it's a very funny cast. I'm in the third season on my rewatch right now. Very good. How about you, Curtis? What have you been up to? Um, let's see. I was a friend of mine at work let me borrow strangers with candy which i've never watched before <laughs> he let me borrow it like three weeks ago and i'm finally getting around to finishing it up it's it took a little bit for me to get into but it's it's not awful right <laughs> like there's there's some funny moments in there uh amy sedaris whether you like her or not she's quite something she is entertaining yeah yeah very much um as of like things that are more recent i finally got around to watching the first episode so far, I'm gonna once this podcast is over, I'm gonna put on the second episode of Lovecraft Country. Right, and what is your that, thought after one episode? Uh, well, you know, it, it it's very interesting. It starts off, you're like, "Whoa, this is crazy," and then you're like, "Oh, oh, okay," and then it keeps going, and then it ends like, "Whoa, this is crazy," and then you're like, "Oh, what the <laughs> fuck is going on?" <laughs> Yeah, that opening, um, the opening is kind of different, isn't it? <laughs> it reminded me of a monster magnet music video. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. <laughs> but uh, it was it's it's pretty great. Like like we were saying before it like it really 
it, it's not Lovecraft in a sense. Like it's it's like Lovecraft exists, and they read his books, and maybe some of the stuff is true in their world. Who knows? Right. Um, it's just the first episode so far, but it's really good. Once you've so. had a chance to watch a few more, uh, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more next week because I have some thoughts on the show as it's as it's going. Um, but we'll catch okay. a, we'll catch a, But you've got to see multiple episodes to get there to what I want to talk about. Not because of the story, but just the way the different episodes are structured. But we'll talk about it next okay. week. We'll get caught up next All week. All right, Hawk. Cool. What have you been up to? I, you have started the boys season two, right? Of course, I have. Tell us what you're thinking so far. Um. I think it's going to be an amazing season. Um, whether or not I'm going to be on, on, on board with it to the entirety of it, I don't know. But I think it's going to be an amazing season. I know everybody's going to love Stormfront. Um, i disappointed that she didn't see her powers. We've been three, we're three episodes in. We haven't seen her use her powers yet. Uh, That's a little weird. Yeah, yeah, but we, yeah we do. End of, the, end of the third episode when she's uh, trying to avoid spoilers. There, uh, there's a there's a scene where the seven or what they have of them, however, what the number's at, but the seven are uh, following uh, Homelander to take out a terrorist, and she gets to use her powers a little bit there. It's not the full on display. Yeah, I have to go back because I didn't. I also think that she might be a uh, she's going to be a problem for the, everybody. The, <laughs> for everybody, not just. Like the pe- people are gonna, she's basically she's 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 anarchy personified. But I think she's gonna be a problem for everybody. I think she's a lot more powerful than people think. Um, some of the stuff that's happened already in the first three episodes is mind blowing. That that's where they went with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it's gonna be completely different in the first season. So I don't. I was wondering how they were gonna do with first season compared to second season because first season was just. Well, let's shock you with this, and let's shock you with this, and let's shock you with this. Um, the sheer volume of Homelander that we've seen already, right? Uh, is, is is you know, and 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 I don't really even like that character, right? Um, which is which is what which he's written to not be liked, but he is the forefront of the season already. I'm like, wow, that's that's different. I have a feeling that and, yeah, this season is going to be how Homelander deals with everything including stormfront and everything that's going on i i think that yeah they they gave us a jackass in season one and i think they're making him not the hero not the protagonist but kind of the focal like how does he deal with this shit let's throw something right. at this guy and see what happens i'll be honest with you um i was not a fan of the built the, the butcher character in season one mm-hmm um, and I knew that Butcher was going to go in an area that, and that's actually where we are now is where I knew we were going to go with Butcher. I, there was no doubt in my mind, this is what's getting ready to happen with, with Billy Butcher. And so he's, he's, he's more of a villain now than he was a hero. Right. And I get it. I mean, if I'm Butcher, I am going much farther than Butcher has. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we've only got three episodes. We've got seven more to get there. So yeah, I, yeah. He's he's yeah. he's taking a turn or down a dark path. So, which he has he has earned. Every, right. Right. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. There's nothing that he does. You know. You've got Homelander who makes dark choices and he's an ass. And you know his counterpoint is billy butcher and he's making dark choices that he's earned and we're rooting for so it's kind of yeah it's funny how it's it's all in perspective i guess yeah 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 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Without spoiling anything, what what have you thought so far of the? Did you did you like the fact that we're stringing this thing out over multiple weeks, or did you want to watch it all last weekend? You know, since COVID hit, and I'm just going to go that back that far, which was since we started getting quarantined in March, right? I can't remember the last time I watched a weekly episode of anything, right? And it's a little unusual to be, you know, this, this is, that's what we're getting. Uh, and I'm, I'm okay. I think I'm, I'm annoyed with it and okay with it at the same time. Right. Very good. JR, what have you been up to, bud? Well, I uh, am showing my age, but I went back and watched the 1978 Battlestar Galactica. Nice. Because nice. um, I, I have not watched that since 1978. Right. <laughs> And then uh, I decided to binge The Big Bang Theory, the whole uh, series. I'm on season four right now, and I'm finding that, uh, well, disclaimer, I'm autistic. And I'm just finding, like, oh, my God, I am this much like Sheldon. <laughs> right. That's funny. So, Battlestar, how does it hold up after, God, what's it been, 42 years? How, does it, well, does it, I mean, <laughs> clearly there are things that are, you know, that it's like, okay, well, that was, you know, 78. They did what they did, but... How does the now, narrative hold up for you? It, when I did college radio, we had the blue button that uh, beeped out what I said. Do we have one of those? We don't need one of those. We're not on the radio. It's a podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, it was cheesy as fuck. Right. But <laughs> I had lots of good memories about watching it with my family and, you know, things like that. So it, it worked out. Right on. Very good. Very good. But it was cheesy as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's the that's the the danger you get in when you go back and start watching stuff that you grew up with. You're like, I remember this being a hell of yeah. a lot cooler than it is now. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, mean, I still want a costume, though. Not going to lie. I would happily cosplay as one of the original. If I could do Boomer at a con, even though I know it's going to be hot, I would right. do it. Right on. And Brandon, what about you? What have you been up to? Don't don't give us a list of every show you've watched this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I um, I'm just I'm just besting you. I'm messing with you. Go ahead, tell us what yeah, you've been up I, to, bud. I know. Uh, so a lot of watching. The newer, the newest thing I watched was the new Disney Plus show Earth to Ned. Yeah, which is like a alien puppet talk show with real celebrities. Um, it's fun, cute, good half hour, right. all that stuff. Um, that's the newest thing I watched. Uh, getting a little more older, I watch a lot of stuff off the beaten path, not not the stuff you would think, I'm going to binge watch that, or I'm going to watch that every day. Uh, so I found that, like, I love the Discovery Network of apps, of channels. They have apps for, like, each channel, like Discovery Channel, Food Network, um, Travel right. Channel, Science Channel. So I watch some of those shows uh, fairly often. And I found this one called Southern Fried Road Trip. It's six half-hour episodes. These two guys, they just go across the South, sampling different foods and whatnot. It's, it's on the Food Network app. and uh, I've heard yeah, of that. Just, yeah. yeah, just a fun little drop in the bucket. Easy to watch. If you just need something to watch in between. like it's They're good palate cleanser shows. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Right on. Uh, I've, I did, I've watched uh, The Boys Season 2, like Hawk, and I have been slowly taking my time because it's like four hours long. Um, but there is a documentary film on Shudder right now called In Search of Darkness. And it's basically 
they they have various uh, personalities, directors, actors, whatever, um, who have, were in uh, horror movies in the 1980s. And they go year by year, and they stop with this year. Like, they start with 1980, and they hit, like, three or four horror films from 1980, and they talk to actors, directors, uh, effects people, and they talk about, you know... You know, this the the reason why we made these choices in this movie, or if you look at the effects, this is the first time you've got these effects on film, and it's it, it's it's been really interesting and fun. I'm only through 85. I'm getting ready to start 86, I think. Um, so, I, like I said, I've been just doing you know a, like a a year, which is you know usually you know a good I don't know a, a little while. It takes time. Like I said, it's a four hour long uh, piece. So if you sit down for 20, 30 minutes, you can get through a year's worth. And it's, it's been pretty good. If you've got shutter, it's something definitely you want to check out. Well, let us know every week what you've watched, what you did, played, read, listened to, and what you thought about it. Whether it's, you know, what you thought of an upcoming era, a episode of television that you watched, a movie you watched, a song, album, you know, game you played, whatever the case may be. Let us know what you thought about what it is that you're taking in in entertainment and pop culture. Leave us a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to include your comments in an upcoming episode. So let's take a look at a few of the top stories that we've been following this week. First up, Tenant took the top spot at the box office last weekend. No surprise. Um, it's funny because if you talk about a film, you know what's supposed to be a big blockbuster film making twenty million dollars its first weekend. Usually that's a, <laughs> usually that's a flop. Usually you're like, oh god, the studio's panicking, and you know what are they going to do? Um, but you know, twenty million dollars in the U.S., hundred fifty million worldwide is the biggest blockbuster opening weekend since theaters have reopened in like what about a month or whatever it's been um so yeah it's a month Um, no it's been close yeah and there's barely any theaters open you're right the question is what did they spend what they spent a lot of it's a a nolan movie they spent the shit oh yeah it's a 200 million dollar movie they're blowing up all kinds of shit and all kinds of effects so yeah they they, they, you know, I think I read that they need to break 500 million worldwide to to break even. I mean, I'm sure it'll do that. But yeah, theaters in New York, L.A., San Francisco, the major markets are not open. Um, a few of them are on fire, actually. So, I mean, you can't go see this, you know, in the places where you would expect a movie to to make bank. So, the fact it made 20 million and there's no theaters open is, uh, you know, it's it is what it is. I'm. Those who have seen it have said they'll probably have to see it multiple times in order to understand it. But it's a Nolan film, so that's kind of it. Kind of goes with the territory. <laughs> uh, Justice League actor Ray Fisher and Warner Brothers Pictures continue to go back and forth on social media. Uh, <laughs> regarding the investigation into Fisher's allegations of an unprofessional work environment once Zack Snyder exited the Justice League movie. You know, fellas, <laughs> social media is not the place for these conversations. Um, it that's my thought exactly. Honestly, there was never a place for these conversations. Well, there is. You, you can have these conversations with the studio. Um, you can have them with investigators, which is part of the whole conversation. There have been investigators hired to look into the situation. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, I don't know what you gain by airing your dirty laundry on social media. Right. You're right. Sympathy. Sympathy about Sympathy. for what, though? <laughs> but that, that uh, will always come back in backlash because right. um, um, what's-his-name got all kinds of sympathy until now. Um, 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 
Oh God, Pirates of the Caribbean, dude. Um, Johnny Depp. Thank no. you. I can't think of. I couldn't think of his freaking name. Yeah, Johnny Depp had all kinds of sympathy until now, and it's starting to turn back on him. Uh, as of last week, there was a lot of backlash toward him, uh, saying that he was the problem, not her. Right. I think they're so. both the they're both the problem. They were yeah. toxic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They brought the worst out of each other. Yeah. That's very. It's very possible. But I still like the the Rum Diary. <laughs> I just watched the two of them in that movie together and laugh at where they are now, but I still enjoy that movie. That's <laughs> where they met. <laughs> yep. Uh, Apple has fired, filed a countersuit in their legal battle. They fired one. They fired some shots across the bow, motherfuckers. They filed a countersuit in their legal battle with Epic Games over Fortnite. Uh, Apple counterclaim states that Epic breached its contract with Apple by trying to cut Apple out of the revenue stream. You know, per their contract, Apple gets 30%, 30% of what users pay Epic for purchases made in the iOS version of the app. This all started when Epic introduced direct payment options and cut their prices 30%. So, yeah, trying to cut Apple out, uh, not not a smart move on their part. Apple, I think, has, you know, I think they've got uh, a legal ground to stand on. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Um. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's Fortnite. <laughs> None of us care. I mean, I play Fortnite, and and I get the draw. Right. But I don't. Well, The Walking Dead is officially ending finally with yes! season eleven. Yes! Well, hold on before you so ce- before you celebrate, <laughs> we have the season ten finale still to come on October fourth, along with when they said we're going to do one more season. They're going to do a supersized 24-episode season 11 that will be air beginning in the fall of 2021. I know we're all like, that's a lot, but that used to be typical for TV shows back in the day. Yeah, 22, 23 episodes, but never for The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead's always been like 10, 16, something like that. Uh, The first season was only six episodes, Yeah, now they're doing 24 for the last season. Yeah. We have The Walking Dead World Beyond, which is kind of a spinoff, takes place after the events of The Walking Dead. That's coming up following the season 10 finale this October. We still have Fear the Walking Dead returning in October, on October 11th. And that's still not the end of this franchise. Following season 11, AMC is going to give us a spinoff series featuring Daryl and Carol. They get their own Walking Dead show. So that will end. That'll air like 2023, maybe. We still have... Go ahead. I haven't watched in a number of years, but aren't they like the only two people left from the original cast? Just about, yeah, I think so. Isn't that basically just Walking Dead Season 12 with different supporting characters? No, no, it's the Carol and Daryl (laughs) spinoff. Rick is still alive, we know that, because he's going to movies. We we still got the Rick Grimes spinoff movie. And then Maggie is also still alive, technically. She's Maggie. just not on the show. Who's Maggie? I forget. Who, no, what she's character. not from the original cast. She's, she's the so one who yeah. left to do Whiskey Cavalier, and then that went nowhere. Yeah, so you're right. <laughs> no, she, she's, she is not original cast. She's season two. Yeah, right. Daryl and Carol are literally the only two still alive. Yep. You are correct. 
And we're getting a new Walking Dead anthology series titled Tales of the Walking Dead, which will look at different locations and different times during and after the zombie apocalypse. So They're really milking this <laughs> franchise. While they might be killing the original series, we are going to get a shitload of Walking Dead content still. It's going to be the new Law and Order. Pretty much. The reason I quit watching was because it got to a point where I felt like it was never going to end. And I kind of need closure sometimes. <laughs> right. So I was like, fuck it, I'm done. Especially, it was that season when they were getting ready to kill Glenn and they just cut to black instead. I was like, god damn it, I'm done. Right. <laughs> have the balls to give me at least closure on that, but no. That is just some crappy writing. Tales of the Walking Dead. Really? Could they not come up with anything better? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is a bad time. Yeah. yeah, that's that. Yeah. That's I almost around the table. Probably sitting around the table, going, "And eh, let's just throw a tales of the in front of it." Yeah. <laughs> Call it Walk, Walker Chronicles is a better name. I would be uh, more interested. Exactly. In tales from the Walking Dead. If it was just the cast sitting in their various homes, just talking about the behind the scenes shit, that yeah. would sound more interesting to me. No, it would be great <laughs> if, it, if it's Tales from the Walking Dead, but it's hosted by the Crypt Keeper. Right. That would have been great. I, I'd show him for that. In his place. <laughs> he is the head walker, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft announced the release date for the Xbox Series X. The next-gen console will be available on Tuesday, November the 10th for $499. In addition to the Series X, Microsoft confirmed the Series S version, which they are calling the smallest Xbox ever. In addition to not having an optical drive, so no disc, you can't buy discs and play them on the Series S, some of the specs are scaled back on the Series S, meaning it won't be playing games in true 4K resolution. So if you want an an Xbox, the next version of Xbox, but you don't need the 4K and you don't ever plan to buy a game as a disc, a physical piece of media, you're just going to buy them through the store and download them. Then you've got a couple choices. The Series S is two ninety nine, so a couple hundred dollars cheaper. Um, that's a really expensive fucking DVD drive, but uh, two hundred dollars cheaper. And the Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, has moved up its release date to be a launch title for your Xbox Series S or Series S. And now we wait for Sony to tell us what they're going to do with the PlayStation Five as far as price point and when that's going to be available. I just like to say that this is being released uh, just in time for my birthday. Just there you throw go. that out there. <laughs> Have oh, you here, started let me, let me, a start an Amazon wish list <laughs> just in case anybody uh, wants to buy you one? No, me, but I, I will just hey, give me a moment. <laughs> let me ask a question of just just the, how many people we got on tonight? Uh, six, six of us. Yeah, six of us. How, of the six of us, how many of us have 4K TV in our homes? A true 4K TV? Oh, no, no, I do. So but I don't. I don't watch any 4K content. So right. two out of the six. Okay, that's a higher number. Let me ask you this: Did you pay for yours? And me? <laughs> yeah. No, they just walked yeah, in the I, store I, and they I, gave it to him based on good looks. Oh no! And honestly, that's a, <laughs> mine was given to me. So that's right. a, that's a that's a that's an important question for me for where I'm where I'm going with this. Right. So no, yeah, I got mine at Costco. Marketing to one out of the six of us. Right. And I don't play video games. So yeah, so one <laughs> one out of six. <laughs> can I can I ask you guys something? Hawk specifically? 
No, yeah. you cannot. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, go ahead. How much have you had to drink first? <laughs> I haven't had anything yet. I'm, I lied. I had a beer. Um, how is that 4K porno? I have So I hung the thing. I haven't actually used it. Oh, okay. I ha- I've, I've had it hung hanging on my wall for three months and haven't connected a single thing to it yet because I've got, you know, I'm used to where, I'm, where I do things in my office, so... Well, you I know, you it. can always pay it forward. I could use a new TV. You will probably get one for Christmas, buddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, thank, hey. you. thank you. <laughs> well, shit, there you go. We've got, we got Hawk doing the Christmas. <laughs> Hawk's on Amazon right now doing his Christmas shopping. He's like, all right, JR is getting the Xbox. Curtis is oh, getting the TV. <laughs> really, you know, talk about it, happy endings. They also need a new TV. Yeah, there you go. You know, an Xbox TV combo would be pretty sweet. There you go. So let's see what else we got going on. Hey, Brandon added this one. Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about this next story, if you would? Yeah, no, I love it. Maybe it could be a new segment, like Brandon's stuff that doesn't have to do with anything corner. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay. Uh, in for when we're running long. Yeah. Yeah, this is what we'll cut out first. Uh, okay. TBS has announced that John Cena and Nailed It host on Netflix, uh, Nicole Byer, will host the upcoming revival of Wipeout on the network. Uh, for those who the, who don't remember, Wipeout was a obstacle was like the the original modern obstacle course uh, game show. It aired on ABC from 2008 to 2014, um, and they. Uh, TBS announced that uh, John and Nicole will host the show. There's also a third host. I I don't remember her name, but I think she's like a not Victoria, uh, uh, a Sports Illustrated model and host. Um, so she's gonna be like the field reporter. Um, and so that's gonna they're gonna film that sometime soon. I'm assuming, um, and it'll probably be ready in 2021. I'd be surprised if it airs before that. Uh, the network also announced a new talent competition show called the the Go Big Show featuring extreme talents such as monster truck driving or pretty much anything that can get you killed. The show will be hosted by comedian Burt Kreischer and judges. Uh, the judging lineup includes Rosario Dawson, uh, AEW wrestler Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, singer Jennifer Nettles, and Snoop Dogg. So when you're yeah, putting together when you're putting together a list of hosts for your TV show, <laughs> who has a list yeah. that goes, okay, we're gonna get Rosario Dawson, and yeah, then we're gonna get and then we're gonna get Cody, and we're gonna get Jennifer Nettles, and we're gonna get Snoop Dogg. It's like, <laughs> did somebody like just rolling dice and they're like doing a random number generator and like who the fuck are we it's gonna reach weird. out to? Well, it's Cody weird. Has zero talent, right? As far as outside of the ring, yeah, he can't. Monster- I, Monster trucks do not make me think of those four people. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, like, and like, there's like, I can't remember what the trailer said, but it was like alligator wrestling or something like that. Like, like, it's like, it's there's no singing, there's no dancing. It's like extreme stunt talents. Reminds me of a German guy I went to college with. <laughs> Listen, Snoop Dogg was good on his show with Martha Stewart, and he right. he was good on Broadway. Yeah, uh, he's good whenever they're giving him a script. Right, but. Did anybody Snoop see Joker's Hunt? Wild One? Did that on TBS? He was a great oh, host on that. that was, I, I, I would disagree that he was a great host. He was a host. Like <laughs> the second season was better than the first, but I would. But they just torpedoed that. Yeah, well, 
I'm gonna move on past that. <laughs> All right, um, fair enough. Yeah, I think I'll put uh, both of those personally. Yeah. Yeah, but for me, I'm a huge Wipeout fan. Um, see, I like Wipeout too. It's just I kind of wish it was the same people, but I, yeah, I but changing since times and whatnot. Here's well, since my it's thought on Wipeout. Like I watched it when it first came on, and I really enjoyed it. But like, if you nowadays, if you stay up past midnight and you have the TV on. You're going to catch reruns of Wipeout, and I don't know about yeah. I can never tell if I've seen them before. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did seven seasons, so there's a lot of content from yeah, the old version. But it, them. Yeah. yeah, but the thing know. is, with, like, so the reason why they can't bring, the way they're not bringing the old people back, well, the big, well, the, the, one of the reasons is, they had John Anderson as one of the hosts, and he's an ESPN guy, so it doesn't make sense to bring him from Disney to TBS to Warner Media. Right. Um, yeah. So, and and they're retooling the format. It's going to be three rounds instead of four. It's going to be a different kind of feel. Um, so they want to get a clean slate. At least they have somebody named John on the show. Uh, yeah, I, don't I think care that's. <laughs> no, no, because uh, the la- <laughs> the last two hosts were John and John. I get John it. Anderson and John Hanson. Um, <laughs> but uh, it it was not. These were not my first choices. Like just fan casting it. Like I thought if it was going to be Turner Networks, Wipeout, if they were going to use the model that they created, because when Wipeout came out, like all the shows that follow, pretty much that have similar type of premises, like Holy Moly or or the new Discovery show, uh, 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 Dodgeball Thunderdome, which isn't very good. But like all those types of optical course shows usually have a sportscaster and a comedian, and even though this kind of follows the same format, it doesn't follow it like as as we kind of remember it. Like you could say John Cena is like a sportscaster, sports person. Nicole Byers is definitely a comedian. Whoever watches Nailed It knows that. Um, but the interesting thing is that uh, that I I was thinking then. I heard from someone who knows a little bit that they were, I don't know if it was true or not, but uh, like my idea was like get Ernie Johnson from inside the NBA and Charles Barkley because they're Turner personalities. Um, and they'd be a hell of a lot more entertaining. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it'd, like, it'd be a lot more entertaining. But again, th- but say Charles Barkley? Good. Yeah, Charles oh, yeah. Barkley because they're both on inside the NBA, yeah. um, which yeah. is a Turner yeah. entity. He does, um, and the show's going to be on TBS. John Cena and Nicole Byer could be great. We don't know, but I think it I was my see guess. John Cena as a contestant trying to do the obstacle course and try to <laughs> right. like a joke, like hey, other let's, people. Let's have like, let's have Cena well, show he us how it's supposed to be guy. Yeah. He well, usually <laughs> the 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 sportscaster is a straight guy. The comedian's like the the comic foil. Um... So they could be playing that still. I don't know. Obviously, it just got announced today or yesterday, I should say. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, John well, Cena is standing up in a booth cracking jokes at the expense of all the out of shape people trying to do that obstacle course doesn't really appeal to me. Right. And, yeah. and that, when you say it like that, I kind, I'm kind of interested now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sold, goddammit. <laughs> but but what could be really interesting if they decide to go this route, if anybody watches Holy Moly, you know that Rob and Joe, the hosts of that show, Robert going to Tessator, they're on the set. They're, they're calling most of those as they happen, or at least soon after. Right. They're on the set. And Wipeout, 
the way they've done it before, most of the international versions have done them in post. They do it on green, green screen way after the fact. Um, but if they decide to actually have them have Nicole and John on the set, I think the chemistry could be so much better than if they try to do the old route of putting it on green screen. Yeah. That's just my game show type of brain thinking. I would watch the Lego game show on mute before I would watch John Cena and Nicole <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not excited about it, but hopefully, I mean, we'll find out what happens. One we of the all... things I was one of the things I was rewatching this week was the Clerks cartoon, which I haven't seen in fucking ages. Right. And there's a recurring joke where at the end of a couple episodes, Jay and Silent Bob do like a you know, learning something. You, you know, like right. when uh, G.I. Joe would do yeah, like the, old a, PSA. the more you know or right. the PSA at the end. And like yeah. their PSA, Charles Barkley would always show up <laughs> and they would always give him she's like, We do the science says segments and they'll like beat his ass or something. But it's also like even in, in like the actual episode, Charles Barkley will show up and like Obi Wan Kenobi will be there and he just kinda turns away. He's like, Oh, that's cold, Obi Wan. So I don't know why, but when you say like Charles Barkley, I, I don't know if that was that would be a draw for me, fan casting wise, because <laughs> that's I have this mentality that everyone just kind of hates him. You All know? right, fair like enough. You would watch if everyone ignored him if he was the host. Yeah, I feel him. like that would be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's even keep- though he was. Let's keep oh, rolling. Okay, Let's Fuck keep it. rolling. Yeah. No more Charles Barkley. We've spent way more time on fucking Wipeout <laughs> in this episode than in any and then every episode we've done combined prior to this. So that's all right. Let's wipe out this episode. Yeah, Wipeout has gotten it to do. Uh, I told see. you, you can cut this. No, we're good. <laughs> we have gotten the new trailer for the Dune movie this week. Has every, yeah. for, before we give our thoughts, has everybody had a chance to watch it? Has anybody not yes. seen it? I have not because I don't care. Okay, that's fine. Again, I'm the game show guy in this that's, scenario. That's fine. Clear, I don't care, and I did watch it just for the show. There you go. Uh, let's see. Who else? Hawk, would you have you watched it, and do you care? I watched it today. I do care. I love the original Dune. We actually just watched Dune right. on uh, the movie last Sunday. Yep. Yeah, um, I was wanting to watch that, but I was pretty I was tired shocked from work. You weren't there, because this is the only David Lynch that I like. Right. Yeah, uh, I know. Brad, did you yeah. watch the trailer? Yeah, I watched the trailer. Okay. Um, I'm not even really a fan of David Lynch stuff, but I would, yeah, this is a movie I've always been interested in. Okay, so let me ask this then. For those who watched it and those who have some interest in it, what is your Dune experience? Has anybody read the book? Have you watched the David Lynch movie? Did you watch the sci-fi miniseries? Where Where are you coming at this movie from? From, from what perspective? Or are you going in cold? Yeah. One person at a time. Right. All I've seen is the trailer for the movie, and not being a Dune fan, it actually did make me interested in seeing the movie. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, I haven't seen anything, haven't read the book. I've just heard of the original movie and just been kind of curious about it. And then I heard Denis Villeneuve was doing a new adaptation of it, and I've liked his work in the past, so I checked out the trailer. (laughs) I have some thoughts on it based on the trailer, but we'll save that. Okay, yeah, we'll get there. Curtis, I, I've I've seen the original movie. I've seen a lot of the sci-fi series actually within the last two years because a, a friend of mine was really big into the series, and I made him watch the movie because he had never seen it. And he's like, "The movie's a little weird for me." I'm like, <laughs> it's it's all weird, right? <laughs> but no, I I like 
the movie like it's not my favorite david lynch movie by any means and right it's not even david lynch's favorite david lynch movie like he had a lot of studio issues but um the trailer uh, i'm i'm actually really interested in there's okay. I, I have a few i have a few problems we'll get there but but i yeah i'm pretty well sold for it okay i wasn't i wasn't sold on the idea of a remake but considering who's directing it i was sold on that okay and i just wanted to wait to see a trailer and yeah we got it very good hawk how about you i know you've you know, obviously watched the movie recently is watched that the movie. okay watched the movie watched uh read the book watched the the miniseries um watched the trailer and i'll be honest it was a little uh, weird it was because because <laughs> i thought they were going to deviate from the original ser- the movie and they didn't right like like so i don't i'm still on the fence because i had no idea they were going to go in that direction okay you know what i mean i mean of all the directions they could went in they went original and that was yeah they did well, well I, I saw on ahead, Twitter Curtis. they they did like a comparison. They right. showed the new trailer, right? And underneath it was all the scenes from the original movie, right? Yeah, from that moment in the story. And it's like, oh wow, it's kind of like watching that um, Lion King trailer, the remake versus right. the original. It's yeah. almost like shot for shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but what one just looks nicer than the other? Yeah, one's a little shinier. Mm. Okay. Brad, you I, had some thoughts as well. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't like the trailer, and I feel like we're we're kind of touching upon why I think the trailer is an issue, and it's the fact that it's not going to draw in anyone else who's not already a fan of this franchise. Right. You're you're talking about how it looks exactly like the original movie, and like the the trailer doesn't really explain what the hell this world is, really. Right. No. See that it's this weird world that they live in, but no explanation. Like it doesn't do anything to entice new viewers, and like people were already concerned that this movie's going to flop. And yeah, after seeing that trailer, like yeah, they're the only thing marketing-wise that they're leaning on on trying to draw people like an audience is all of the different celebrities that are in the movie. Like, see, that's a thing right there. Entire cast got like at least one close-up in that trailer, right? <laughs> yeah, see, that's one thing I noticed too with the trailer. It's like you got Jason Momoa. Oh, that's your DC universe covered. You got Oscar Isaac. Oh, there's your Star Wars universe. You got Dave Bautista. Oh, there's your Marvel. You know, and whoever the hell else is in this movie, Josh Brolin, also Marvel. You're in the Brolin threw me. I did, I wasn't expecting to see Brolin. I, yeah, Brolin in you know a regular T-shirt and jeans. <laughs> I will say nutsack of a chin. Yeah, here's what I'll say. Tara over on the cast channel says the trailer was very much how I pictured it while reading the book. And here's what I will say: absolutely correct. The original movie is pretty much exactly the book, for better or worse. They they do the weird, you know, voiceover shit where somebody's thinking something that's taken directly from the book. Every everything in this trailer looks a lot like the same moments from the original because it is 
pulled like directly from the book. The only thing that, like you said, David Lynch is not his favorite film. Yeah, it's it's the least Lynch David Lynch film because it is just pretty much a straight adaptation of the book with some funky visuals every once in a while. But yeah, it's you. You guys are exactly right in that the only people that I think are excited about this are people who are already familiar with Dune as a property and are. Um, or at least have some peripheral, you know, knowledge of Dune as being a thing that's out there. I, you know, my kids watched it and they've never seen or read anything other than, uh, you know, about Dune whatsoever. And if it wasn't for recognizing the faces in the trailer, I don't know that they cared because it looks like, you know, it's hard to make a movie about a book that's at this point, what, 55 years old, and yeah. everything that's come since then is derivative of Dune. You know, like, oh, look, they're on a desert planet. Sure looks like Tatooine from Star Wars. You know, it's, yes, it might have been not even the original, but maybe it was, you know, groundbreaking. It did its job, you know, but everything that's come since then, this looks like a copy of everything that has copied dune you know what i mean it's like oh look it looks like a it's it's similar to guardians of the galaxy it's similar to star wars it's similar to all these things that have kind of aped dune when they were being made but yeah it's it looks just like the book and i will say that the trailer is leaning hard on jason momoa based on the amount of screen time in this trailer that jason momoa has compared to the amount of time he's actually on the page in the book. <laughs> it's like, that's every time Jason Momoa is on screen in this trailer. Like that's every time he's mentioned in the book, I think. So yeah. Who is it that he's playing? Like uh, compared to the original movie, who was the actor in the original? Uh, he's playing. Oh, I'd have to look it up. He's playing the character Duncan Idaho. So let me take a look. Okay. Here. Uh, so who's, who's sting on the same trailer. That's not sting. I know, but who is sting? Hold on. I'll tell you. Go I ahead. barely caught a glimpse of He's taking for the police. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you saying, uh, Huck? I barely caught a glimpse of Momoa in the trailer. Momoa's in every fucking shot of the trailer. <laughs> I didn't recognize him, Hawk. He, uh, okay, so in the 84 film, Richard Jordan played Duncan Idaho. Mm. So, so, yeah, he's not one of the characters. That, again, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he is not a wait, character wait. that... He dies. Duncan dies. He dies during the attack. Spoilers. No, he doesn't. And he's already spoiling. <laughs> no. Well, Brad's not seen it. Again, 55-year-old book. <laughs> so, no, it's not a spoiler at this point. Read a book, people. <laughs> no, I don't think Duncan dies in the attack. Trying to, I remember trying to read the book when I was in, like, fourth or fifth grade because I remember... Uh, where I remember just kind of like being like, oh, this is a thing. I've kind of seen the movie-ish. I remember watching it on TV, satellite. Right. And I tried to read the book. And being that young, I just was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I put it down. But well, yeah, and I it's kind of wish I... It's hard to read whenever you have to like... There, there's a bunch of made-up fucking words. <laughs> so it's hard to yeah. have a reference right. point on that. Uh, so moving on from Dune. Dune, uh, yeah, so that it is what it is. That's what we, we kind of... We have our thoughts. Uh, we've I, also... I, go ahead. I, I, know, I know you're moving on. I like... Uh. I like Dune. I always have. And I was actually kind of shocked to find out that Hawk likes Dune. Because one of the things I remember last year when I was writing for your web series, I threw in like a Dune reference and you totally let me keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and because I, lo I love. So 
don't get me wrong, not a David Lynch fan. And and honestly, a lot of his thumbprint on the original movie are stuff that I don't like. Yeah. And so when you see this trailer and you're like, oh, he did the exact same movie. Like, I but there was a lot of down to this movie. Like a lot. And mind you, I've actually watched I've watched so there's two versions of the original. There's the made for theater cut, and then there's the almost three hour director's cut. Right. It's not a director's cut because he he took his name off of that. It's a they call it an extended cut, but it was without Lynch's consent. So if you look, it show it, it has like Alan Smithy. It has Alan <laughs> Smithy on that. Right, which is a famous yeah, that's the name that they slap on any uh yeah. cuts of films that the director doesn't want his name on. Yeah. The the way I understand it, David Lynch's cut of the movie would just be chucked into a fire. <laughs> <laughs> This right is on. where it belongs. <laughs> I am yeah, fire. Sure. Again, I don't. I would not have remade this movie though. Yeah, you knew somebody was going to. There, it's an IP that's in the public mind. You knew somebody was going to do it. <laughs> Let's roll on from Dune. We also got a trailer today, actually, for Netflix's next original Adam Sandler movie titled Hubie Halloween. It releases on October seventh on Netflix. Did anybody see the trailer for this today? <sighs> nope. How is Adam Sandler still alive? <laughs> Clean living. <laughs> well, we know that ain't true. So nobody <laughs> saw it the Netflix. It's a Netflix no. movie. Yeah. Okay. That's how he's living. He's just convincing <laughs> people at Netflix to give him money. Well, he signed a big. He signed a big deal with them, or you know, X number of pictures over however many years. And so, yeah, he's just cashing them in. Uh, if you get a chance to see the trailer, if you don't want to watch it, I'll save you the 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 watch. It is uh, Adam Sandler and all of his buddies, all the regulars, putting on goofy ass costumes and talking in squirrely ass voices. Um, and like they record, they recorded it and gave it to Netflix and said, "I hear you go, put that out." On Saturday Night Yeah, it's it, mm. it's something. So we'll see. I, I will say this: like out of everything he's made for Netflix, I actually liked the Do Over, but that's about it. Okay. I thought. I wonder what the Netflix executives who got handed that movie thought. After Uncut Gems came out, like they were expecting something great, like oh he's on a roll, right? Oh fuck! And then, they, and then, they, then he yeah, turns into Hubie Halloween. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't think that's the case because what? he vowed. It, he was kind of joking, but he was he vowed in air quotes uh, that if he didn't get like if he didn't get any lo- like any nominations for an Oscar for Uncut Gems because I heard he was fantastic in it, he would purposely make the worst movie ever. And so he did. He was probably already <laughs> in development on the worst movie yeah, ever. I, I think this was already in the can. Yeah. 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 Uh, it looks but, like um, it looks like Adam Sandler's Goosebumps movie, if you had to give it a name, where he's playing, uh, where where the character he's playing is a mix of every character that Adam Sandler has ever played. Yeah, but it, like I, in all honesty. I thought his Netflix stand-up special, I loved it. I watched it twice. I thought it was great. Yeah, this isn't stand-up. So. This is a shitty, shitty movie. <laughs> Moving on. Rick and Morty fans can get their hands on three limited-edition flavored Pringles. The three flavors are available only at Walmart and include Pickle Rick, which was out last year around Super Bowl time, <laughs> Honey Mustard Morty, 
which just uh, sounds uh, sounds appropriate. If you're going to do Morty, it's going to be a honey mustard Morty. And look at me, I'm Cheddar and Sour Cream, which is the actual oh, name no. of the third flavor, named after, of course, Mr. Meeseeks. Kitty, you're a Rick and Morty fan. You've joined us on the on the show here. Uh, are you running out and getting the limited edition Rick and Morty Pringles? No. <laughs> we, we tried the Pickle Rick one, and it was okay. I mean, but, anything pickle flavored that's a chip isn't that great to me. No, but uh, that was like the kids are big into the craziest tastes that are probably going to be nasty. Right. They have to try it. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll play your game. And it, it wasn't terrible, but it's not something I would want to do, you know? Yeah. You should, you, should get them, you should get them those jelly beans that taste like skunk and ass. and oh, the, yeah. Bean boozled. Oh, yeah. Thing of those <laughs> nasty. Uh, I actually yeah. bit into a skunk one and almost made a nurse throw up when I did it because it was like instant smell. Right, Ugh. disgusting. Uh, yeah, I got a booger one, a glass <laughs> one, vomit. and a vomit one, and I was like, I'm out. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, got, you got to the. You got to the ass one, like, oh, oh, I've eaten this before. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. This is, can I, you got any more of those? <laughs> yeah, no. Pass them around. Hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's cleaner. Uh, let's see. Programmer, programmer Foon Turing has taken the Will It Run Doom challenge. Have you heard about this? People try to get the video game Doom to run on the most obscure pieces of technology. He took it to an entirely yeah. new level. He transformed an ordinary pregnancy test into a playable mini console for the 1993 Doom video game. He says, he says, I got the idea because I was tearing one down, uh, talking about a pregnancy test. Okay. <laughs> I'd, heard, I'd heard the digital ones were just like the analog ones, but with an optical reader. Uh, I looked at the micro, microcontroller, and it turned, about, turned out to be surprisingly powerful, but not reprogrammable. So I figured it'd be fun to get some parts and build one that could run Doom. The only thing missing, of course, is pregnancy test doesn't play audio. There's no speakers. But yeah, he, you can actually play Doom uh, on his modified uh, digital pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there a guy that did that with like an old McDonald's monitor years ago? Yeah, yeah, it was the uh, yeah the checkout deal the where you where you place your order and all that. Yeah, nice. So does, yeah. does he not have a job? Clearly, <laughs> I wonder if that was his job for a wife. I don't know. If this I, I saw something recently. I think it was on Nerdist that it was a watermelon that could play super mario like a game boy watermelon right i wouldn't i didn't surprised. read it i just saw it yeah people are the the modding community has uh come up with some crazy shit over the years i'm i'm just been picturing this whole time someone getting pissed off after losing a level and just <laughs> pissing on the console <laughs> and finding out that they're pregnant yeah there you go oh no <laughs> <laughs> well i'll be damned uh, and and finally, Jelly Belly creator David Klein and his partner Stephanie have announced that they are launching a series of treasure hunts across the country where fans can find gold tickets. Boy, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? And if you do find one, you could win a large catch prize and a key to the Jelly Belly Candy Factory. 
You'll need to pay $50 to receive a riddle, and then you'll solve the riddle, and it will aid you in your quest to find the golden ticket with a special code on it. Other than the $50 entry fee, there's no other requirements to participate. The tickets themselves are not actually tickets. It's not like a golden ticket in a candy bar, like in the movies and in the books, uh, but instead they're actually golden dog tags on you know those cheap ass necklaces that you know the 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 links on them uh those who find a golden ticket will receive five thousand dollars according to the official website and then one grand prize winner out of all the people that find these uh, will be given their own Candyman kitchens candy factory so you get five thousand bucks and apparently according to this guy they're hiding at least one pair of golden dog tags in every state so they're going around the country on a big road trip hiding these things there's a riddle to find if you find the golden dog tags golden ticket uh you win five thousand dollars and then whoever has the one with the winning number on the back gets a jelly belly candy store or candy factory see what they don't tell you is they're giving you the key to the factory but they're not giving you the security code to get in no what they're not telling you is the taxes you gotta pay on the factory (laughs) (laughs) figure out how that works like do you have to run it or do you just technically own it and someone else is it now in your employee or like i'm I'm, I'm guessing it's like an honorary title like oh look he's the factory owner quote unquote but uh what does he do no profits from that particular factory because yeah. if not, I'd rather have the five thousand dollars. Well, you still right? get your five thousand either way, but you also get yeah your name on the factory, I guess. So, well, let us know what you think of the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. You can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. And in other news, I don't know if you guys saw this. This comes from Douglasville, Georgia. A Douglas County Sheriff's deputy was serving civil documents, so like serving summons and you know, peer in court and all that shit, near Douglasville last week when she heard something in her patrol car and was met by a goat climbing into the open driver's side. <laughs> No shit. The animal clambered around, munched on some paperwork, hope it wasn't important, and knocked over a drink before managing to bump the deputy to the ground. The goat's like, fuck off. This is my car now. The sheriff's office explained in a Facebook post on Friday that the deputy often leaves the door open on such calls in case she has to make a quick escape from aggressive dogs. But she's never considered having to retreat from an agitated goat before. Officials say the deputy was not physically harmed during the encounter, and she managed to retrieve the soggy paperwork before the animal took off. Even the goats don't fucking like the police at this point. I don't know what else to say. It's Probably what happened was she left some meth. Sitting around. The goat got into the meth, fucking freaked out, and then charged her. She's like, I don't know, I just ate paperwork, I swear. Yeah. And paperwork and evidence. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. Coming up, we're kicking off our fall discussion series that we're calling Dinner Party. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat 
before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know, and for sure, several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. All right, so here are the results from this week's pop quiz. Uh, the question was, what are you most looking forward to in entertainment and pop culture for the rest of 2020? That's the question we asked. We put it up on social media. Here are the results in fourth place with 5% of the votes. You could have picked anything other than the three that we gave you and called it other and only 5% of the people voted for everything that we didn't go with. So that ought to make us feel good that we had our, our top three were correct. Uh, for, uh, 5% of the vote was other in fourth place tied for second place with 28% of the votes was the boys season two, which we are into now and the video game upcoming video game, cyberpunk 2077. So those both tied for second place, which means in first place with 39% of the votes was the Mandalorian season two. A lot of folks looking forward to Mandalorian season two. We is it still going to make it. That was my, that was always been my question is, is it going to make it is going to make, what do you mean? Like, are they actually going to film it? Is it still going to be released in? Yeah. October. In yep. In October. They have, they sent a date. It's October 30th is the release date for the Mandalorian. We had a couple comments uh, with the uh, with the with the poll. Uh, we had uh, Lucas Waldron, our buddy Lucas, voted. He said, "My vote is for Cyberpunk 2077. Looks like such a great game. The other two, being The Boys and The Mandalorian, are going to be great as well. But since most people are going to binge them, they won't last as long in the public consciousness. Cyberpunk is going to have more content, so it's going to take longer to get through. Is what he's getting at. Um, however, both The Boys and The Mandalorian aren't bingeable unless you wait till the end of those." season so they're all on that weekly release schedule so um, we'll see well hopefully they will stay in the public consciousness throughout uh, their their seasons and then joey moore over on facebook he voted other and he voted for world of warcraft shadowlands which at this point i think we oh, almost yeah. we need to put together like a night where we do a friends and family of fanatics and the fan and pop goes the culture and get our listeners and our facebook followers and ourselves those of us that are playing and and do some world of warcraft stuff I literally have been working on that off Fanatics and the Fan, and it's a great idea. I was thinking about it. So um, I, I wanted to do it on Wednesday, but obviously I can't because I've got a watch right. party on Wednesdays. Right. But I was thinking about getting together with, with everybody, making one brand new set of characters. So we all start at level one with our brand new characters, and we only play those characters with each other on that, on that night. That's tough. I, having having tried that kind of shit before, I'll tell you that's hard to pull off. Not saying you can't. Not saying you won't. I'm just saying it's hard to pull off to get everybody to commit to that. I I just love the idea of us all hanging out playing it because we do oh, that absolutely. with uh, we do that with uh, Fortnite from time to time. We have Fortnite Fridays right. from time to time, and a World of Warcraft night would be wonderful. Yeah, I think. Uh, 
if you got max level characters, you can do it just this, just it's almost easier at that point because everybody's got their character maxed up and then you just pick something you're going to do whether you're running five mans or raids or PVP or whatever. So, we'll see. Yeah, that's, we'll, that's, 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 we'll see. We'll, we'll work something out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're going to we're going to we're going to talk about that some more offline and we'll get some uh, an actual plan together and roll that out to our our listeners and our followers on all those platforms. So, thanks to everybody who voted, thanks to everybody who commented. We'll have another pop quiz for you in just a little bit along with where you can vote online in the pop quiz poll. So that leads us to our discussion topic for this week, and it's it, we're going to have some fun with this one. Uh, so we're kicking off this series. We're going to, like I said, we're going to revisit this throughout the fall. It's it, basically it's like dinner for five. We're calling it dinner party, where you, one person, are hosting a dinner party for four other people. So it's you and these four people, five of you at this dinner party. The idea is simple. We're going to give you a different category of people each week to invite, and then we're going to talk about what four people you're going to invite to your dinner party and why, why you're picking those four people. Does that make sense to everybody on here, <laughs> That what we're talking yes. about, what we're going to do? I was actually a huge fan of Dinner for Five, so I kind of right. got it when you said it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good idea, I think. Um, okay, so if we're all cool with the idea, and if we all are starting to kind of put together our thoughts... What we're going to do is we're going to start at the top of our list, and rather than give all four of your dinner guests at once, uh, you'll give one dinner guest, so we'll hit everybody four times. Does that make sense? And it's not a draft. It's not some of that shit that we've pulled in the past with some of these discussions. It is simply if somebody says a name and you're like, hey, I wanted to invite that person, fucking invite them. They might go to your party and not the other guys. So. You can you can say a name more than once, so don't think okay. that like don't think that somebody's taken yours or anything like that. But Good, I want I had backups just in case. <laughs> That's okay, and we and if you have honorable mentions or whatever, we can talk about those as well. So, okay, if, everybody cool, everybody ready to go? Brad, we're starting with you. If that's cool, are you ready to start? Uh, I guess, and we're doing living actresses. Living, living actresses is our category this week. You're inviting four living actresses to a dinner party. You can choose anyone. You're just gonna you're just gonna give us one, and then you'll have time to listen to the rest and think about who your second guest will be, and so on. Like I said, we'll go to each person four times, um, and that will be our discussion topic for this week. So, uh, Brad, lead us off. Who is the first? And it doesn't have to be your number one pick or whatever, but who's one actress that you would invite to a dinner party? Oh hell, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess Betty White. She should be fun. <laughs> Betty White would be fun, Brad says, <laughs> at the dinner party. <laughs> Brad is my brother because I kind of, she, I have a big list, and she was on that big list. Right. I right. originally wanted to do Lauren Bacall and Michelle Monaghan just because I want to see them side by side, but Lauren Bacall I don't think is alive anymore. I don't think so, so either. With Betty White. Betty White. And so... <laughs> And, and and what's the what's the why on that? Can you give us a why, or is it just you need a why? She's fucking hilarious. Betty White. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hey, I just asked if he wanted to give us a why. I didn't say he had to. Man, like, she's fucking everybody in Hollywood. have more fun than I do. <laughs> Damn, y'all. All right. Well, Betty White is Brad's first pick. Curtis. <laughs> You get yes. to tell us who's one actress that you would invite to your dinner party. Uh, okay. Because um, uh, I recently rewatched, uh, or at least finished watching season two of Atlanta. So I'm going to go with Zazie Beats. 
She nice. seems like someone who is a lot of fun to hang around with. She, you know, she's been in Deadpool. She's going to be what? She's she's the new Catwoman, right? Uh, no, no, that's, no, Zoe, that's Zoe Kravitz. That's Zoe. Okay, but no, she's you know she's in a movie like Deadpool. She's you know she's pretty great in that, and she's a, she's a good Domino. A lot of people she, thought maybe she would be, but she was actually kind of amazing. She's not she's just in a movie like Red Deadpool. She's actually in Deadpool. I didn't know if you knew and, that. You know, I'm you know, <laughs> right? I got you. <laughs> but no, and, and if you guys haven't like watched Deadpool, it's the second one, <laughs> right? Yeah, Deadpool two. All right, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love but busting no, your uh, balls. And if you guys, yeah, yeah, if you guys haven't seen Atlanta, like you guys should go watch Atlanta. <laughs> she's really great on that show. I and agree. I, that show is just great in general. So, yep, absolutely. Me, I need to. Yeah, check it out. I believe it's on Hulu. Uh, let's see. So, Hawk, we go with your first pick. What actress? What living actress are you uh, inviting to your dinner party, Hawk? Can I just say that? Nine living actresses would make the dinner much cooler. <laughs> or a lot quieter. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Not but much conversation, first... but they don't eat much either, so you don't have to fix. You know. <laughs> exactly. Um, actually, my first trick choice is going to be Kristen Bell. All right. All right. That's a good choice. And why? I mean, if, if nothing else, just the, the conversation is going to be humorous. <laughs> Yeah, okay. she's ridiculously funny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and then and, she's and, also got a pretty good singing voice if your party went that hey, direction. Hey, Brad, is she in, Brad, is she coming to your party? No, but well, then shut the fuck up and let Hawk talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just got to bust he's balls. Not, he's not, he's not wrong. <laughs> and, and, and my thing would be if she has lived with her husband as long as she is, she can handle me. Ooh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. True. <laughs> right on. So Hawk's got Kristen Bell. JR, who are you inviting to the party? I'm going to go with Scarlett Johansson because she's beautiful, she's tough, and she's traveled the world, so she's probably an excellent conversationalist. Scarlett now Johansson. Different one. You don't have to pick a different one. You can overlap. I told you that. Oh, okay. You didn't listen I to what I said. No, that's all right. I don't yeah, listen to that. I mean, with Scarlett Johansson, you know, you hate to see her leave, but you love to watch her walk away. So. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know. I was wondering how long it was going to take us to get there doing actresses this week. And apparently, uh, four, four picks. Four picks is how long it took us to get there. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so, Kenny, your turn. What Who you got? Who are you inviting to the party? Um, I'll probably start. I'm going to start off with I would like to have Kathy Bates at my party. Just because <laughs> I, I, she's intelligent. She has done so many movies and series and everything that you know she's going to have amazing stories. Plus, she's a real gal. Like, you, there's no bullshit with her. So real she's, she's told her, <laughs> you told her like it is. That's what I'd pick. Right That's on. a good pick. Your dinner party ending like misery. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I live in Missouri. She's like her character. Yeah. <laughs> Right on. So we got Kathy Bates. Uh, Brandon, it goes to you. What actress are you inviting to the dinner party? First one I'm going to do is Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who. Wow. All right. Oh, that's that? a good one. She yeah, is hot. Um, I'm, I'm a big shy, fan of hers, yeah. and uh, I love Doctor Who. Uh, loved her character on it. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Right on. Very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's all you got to say. All right, so we got a pretty good mix here. I am going with... So if I'm throwing a dinner party, 
you're there's two th- there's two things that you're doing. Number one, there's food. <laughs> Obviously, it's a dinner party. And the other thing with dinner parties is conversation. So my list is strong on who I think uh, I would want to have conversations with. And so my first pick after giving Brad some shit is going to be Carol Burnett. <laughs> Because, cool. yeah, awesome. again, yeah. talk about somebody who's lived a lot, seen a lot, oh, has wow. stories of that whole, you know, the old the old Hollywood stuff. So, yeah, Carol Burnett, I think, could entertain, could by herself could be the discussion at the dinner party. I think she could hold the room right. on her own. So that's my first oh, choice. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever watch the thing that came out that was about her and it was just showing different things where she was just, you know, just how funny she was, just stuff she's done. No, I haven't seen it. Her yeah. stories about Lucille Ball are enough. To oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, let's go back to Brad for your second pick. Brad, we've got Betty White. Who else is who's joining Betty White at the party? You know, I'm, I'm totally just winging this. So this next choice is actually inspired by Brandon's choice, just because I love Jenna Coleman. But she's kind of a... Um, a bit shy if you've seen her in public interviews, but as far as Doctor uh, Doctor Who companions go, the one who is actually a lot of fun, no matter what situation she's in, is Karen Gillett. So I'm going to invite Karen Gillett. Fuck you, <laughs> Karen Gillett. Very nice. All right, Karen so. Gillett was an option for me too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't. We don't have to. My four, but it was an option I was floating around. We don't have to just take Doctor Who companions, but it's cool that you did. That's fine. He brought up Jen and Coleman. Probably more fun. <laughs> we can all do our dinner parties on a separate night so everybody can attend. Or if they're all <laughs> if if they're all Doctor Who companions, that you can have them at the same time and they can still attend. I mean, <laughs> just one big party. Exactly. The Who party. All right. So Curtis, we go to you for your second. Who is joining Zazzy Beats at the party? Zazzy Beats. I'm gonna bring on a uh, a Maggie Q. Um, nice. I like Maggie Q a lot. I think she's a good choice. Aside from being just a gorgeous woman, she seems like she's got kind of an I don't know how to describe it. She just she seems funny. She seems like she's got like a good sense of humor to her. I mean, she was in Balls of Fury. So. It seems like she did have a dark sense of humor, if I had to guess. Which yeah, would be fun. I yeah. like I like I like a good dark sense of humor. Right. So, That's yeah. cool. Good pick. Good pick. All right, mm-hmm. Hawk, we go to you for your second pick. Who is joining you and Kristen Bell at the dinner party? Nikwa Martin Green. Hey. Nice. Interesting. Why is that? I mean, first of all, she's she's awesome. Right. But honestly, so I could educate her on what it's like to be involved with a Star Trek franchise. <laughs> you can't just be Shaniqua Martin Green and not appreciate the fact that you're in a Star Trek franchise. Right. Because once you, once you go Star Trek, your career takes a different turn. Onward. Very good. Onward and upward. <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, JR up next. Who is joining you? And Scarlett Johansson at the dinner party, Jr. The beautiful Kaylee Cuoco of Big Bang Theory and Harley Quinn fame because she likes to hang out with nerds. Uh, when she gets paid, yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll throw her 50 bucks to come to the dinner party. <laughs> All right. Did you, say, <laughs> did you say paid or late? What did you say? Uh, paid. Mm-hmm. Although, although late is not off the table either. <laughs> We went there again. It took us a few more, but we got back there. All right, fair enough. 
All right. So, Kenny, you it's you and Kathy Bates, and who else at your dinner party? Um, I will probably say my second one will have to be Selma Hayek. Ooh, nice. And, again, there's multiple movies of her. I'll say, like everybody else, she's an amazingly gorgeous woman. But she's got – she, again, is very intelligent. She is very business-minded, so I'd like to – hear her thoughts on some of that. Some of the movies, like of course, Desperado being, you know, starting off with and many other ones that she just, so I'd like to hear some behind the scenes stuff of that and just excellent sense of humor. Funny as hell. So I think she'd be an awesome guest. Right You're just on. hoping that she sticks her foot in your mouth. <laughs> you she know. can do whatever she wants. Like, like in from <laughs> Dusk Till Dawn. Right. Uh, Lord. All right, Brandon, we're going to you for your second person. Who is joining you and Jenna Coleman at the party, Brandon? Uh, I'm going for Mila Kunis. Nice. She'd be a good one. Uh, uh, I, re- I haven't seen any of that 70s show, to be honest, but uh, I first like really fell in love with her as an actress and just as a person in uh, Friends with Benefits with uh, Justin Timberlake, directed by Will Gluck. I'm a huge Justin Timberlake fan, so obviously I was seeing the movie, and then her his chemistry with Mila Kunis was great in the movie. I really enjoyed that film, and uh, I loved her and Ted and some of the other stuff she's been in. And so, and like her interview, if you ever watch her interviews with Craig Ferguson online, they're great. So she has a fun personality, and I'm a big fan of her. So Mila right Kunis, very good. All right, very cool. Fine so let's see. So we've got everybody's now. I guess mine's next <laughs> again. After giving Brad so much shit, I am also inviting Betty White. We'll see whose party she shows up to. <laughs> so I've got Carol Burnett and Betty White. The good news is I can have this dinner party at 2 in the afternoon, do the early bird special, um, and be done by like 6. <laughs> I've still got my whole evening ahead of me. So y'all didn't think about that when you were putting together your fucking list. <laughs> Brad, we're going back to you. Your third person, you've got Betty White and Karen Gillian. Who else is joining you at the bir- at the uh, birthday party at the dinner party <laughs> at the, or birthday party, whichever? Maybe it's a Betty White birthday party. Fuck if I know. It's your party. Do what you want with it. It's her, it's, it's her 111th birthday. <laughs> she a fucking Hobbit now? What is? I'm surprised no one's uh, said this person yet. But I'm gonna. Why not? Let's invite Rosario Dawson. You know, exactly. she, she she may be busy filming Wipeout. I don't know. We'll see if she's available. No, she's on Go Big Show. She's not on Wipeout. Oh, that, my fault. My fault. I had him mixed up. She might get tired of the machine and Snoop Dogg after a while. She might need a, a, a good old dinner party with Betty White and Karen Gillan where she can let off some steam. Heck yeah. She's right on. Shit. Yeah. yeah, she's got a really um, yeah, great personality, um, good Good sense of humor. Yeah, I think she would fit in at that dinner party. Right on. Very good. Curtis, we go I to you. I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say on Rosario Dawson, she, uh, I was listening to Kevin Smith talk about her when he cast her in Clerks 2, and she's he wasn't sure if she'd be right or be into it. She's like telling him a story about she has one regret in her acting career, and that was being cut out of a movie. He's like, oh, I wonder what movie it was. And he, She told him it was The Devil's Rejects. Right. The Rob Zombie movie. It's like, oh, okay, she's kind of cool. Yep. Very good. <laughs> who who are you inviting to the party along with uh, Zazzy Beats and Maggie Hugh? Who else is coming to the okay, party? Okay, who have I got? Let's see. Don't act you like you what? don't have the list. So, I, I have the list. I'm just trying to decide. Um, 
You know what? I'm gonna go and do it. I'm, I'm gonna Brita up this party. I'm gonna invite Gillian Jacobs. Yeah, I was considering <laughs> inviting pretty much the entire cast of Community. <laughs> Gillian Jacobs. Um, Gillian, Gillian Jacobs. Aside from you know, everyone knows her as Brita as this character that sort of like evolved as a character by devolving. Right. Um, she's actually a really smart person and uh, really funny as well. And yeah, just kind of. Someone I'd like to pick her brain for a little bit. Is that what we're calling it now? Picking her brain? Okay. okay. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> All right. You guys are sick. Nah. You are sick. <laughs> Hawk, we go to you. You've got Kristen Bell and Sonequa Martin-Green. Who else is showing up to the party at Hawks? Another Star Trek alum? Alice Eve. Nice. And why is that? It's Alice freaking Eve. She's right. Hot. I I mean, bar none, she's hot. I don't really need nothing else. Okay, that's like that's the reason why we've picked all of our picks except for maybe Joey. No, I'm, that's why I'm going too. I'm with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> He's I'm hoping just, for some of that Betty White side boob. <laughs> y- y'all talking about that like Betty White? Shower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, hold on. Before before you go take your cold shower, JR, you're up next. You got Scarlett Johansson, (laughs) Kaylee Cuoco. Who else is joining you at the party? Jodie Whittaker, because she's quirky and funny. Oh, man. Jodie Whittaker, yeah. Yeah, she's she's pretty good. I love seeing her in interviews. Even if some of her Doctor Who episodes I'm a little bit on, I like her as an actress. Yeah. I remember what... I seen her do some charity stuff. You know, she uh, she sang a Justin Timberlake song with Justin Timberlake right there, and you know, she hacked it all to hell. But you know, <laughs> she had fun. She had fun. Justin had fun. <laughs> right. Very good. I remember I remember watching Broadchurch. Right. And uh, she's the mother, and that her son's the one that dies. Right. First episode spoilers. spoilers. That's what the whole series yeah, spoilers. is. Spoilers. But I'm like some of what she wears, and I'm watching that. I'm like, wow, she's a really hot, grieving mother. we found curtis's fetish all right going to brandon brandon you've got jenna coleman mila kunis who else is joining you at the party uh wait hold on on, olivia wilde okay yeah i'm sorry i I skipped kenny we'll come back to kenny olivia wilde why is that is it the same reason Um, we've been talking about yeah um uh kind of a backstory uh so in, I, I'm in Overland Park, Kansas, just outside of Kansas City. They do an event every year. Uh, Children's Mercy Hospital puts on Big Slick Weekend, where they, right. where Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis, Rob Riggle, uh, David Kechner, and Eric Stonestreet, who are from the area, come back every year. They didn't do this year, obvious reasons, but they come back every year, put on this big fundraiser, bring a bunch of their celebrity friends, and uh, they do all these events like over two days and. Uh, Olivia Wilde has been a guest because she's obviously a dating married fiance to Jason Sudeikis. Um, so she's been here the past few years. And the one year I actually paid a lot of money to do one of the events, she was on Broadway. And I only got to meet her for the first time uh, last year for like a few seconds. She was really, really nice, really, really sweet. Um, she's funny. I've seen her in an interview. She has a lot of stories to tell. Um, so it would be really kind of just to to meet her more and all that stuff. Cool. Very good. So we've got, uh, Kenny, we're going to come back to you because I skipped you accidentally. My fault. I wasn't reading my list. You've got Kathy Bates and Selma Hayek, which is about as polar opposites as we can get. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Who is the uh, third actress that you're inviting to the party? Um, for two solid reasons, I would like to invite. <laughs> I Megan think I know Wall- which two they are. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> okay. Well, well, now, now I can't say it because you're really going to laugh at me after that comment. But go ahead. Uh, Megan Mullally. And <laughs> that's a package deal. You invite her, you get her husband. I don't think you do. Oh, I don't think you do. He's not no, invited. But, no, but I mean, you get, you get the Will and Grace stories, but then you get the Nick Offerman stories, and those have got to be amazing. You know, yeah. he made me a wooden dildo once. <laughs> Uh, is that was that your Megan Mullally impersonation? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so good. Well, so I, my third one, um, I again going with uh, the theme of let's get this party over with and let's have uh, some conversation. I am taking Jane Lynch. Oh, yes. New host of The Winkest Link. She has done a lot of stuff that would be just a blast to talk about. All the Christopher Guest movies that she was a part of, uh, her time on Glee. Yeah, her time on Glee. I just, she is a firecracker, and I would love to have her at a party just to, just to let her hold court. Again, with Carol Burnett, Betty White, and Jane Lynch, I don't have to do much besides just put the menu together and sit back and just listen. So, yeah, representing the youth at that dinner party, by the way. Well, Brandon is. <laughs> Gonna, Brandon's got the kids out, you know. That's the thing. Brandon's party's got to end early too because they all got curfews. So I mean, between the two of us, we're the only two thinking, I'm, you know, I'm this the direction. Youngest person there. <laughs> I'm 25. I'm the youngest person out of all of them. Yeah, well, we'll get there. All right. So, Brad, you have Betty White, Karen Gillan, Rosario Dawson. Who is the final actress that you are inviting to the party? I got two more to go. Part of me wants to say Jessica Chastain. Just we skipped I'm somebody. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, no, we good. I got it. We'll get it. Go ahead, Brad. I, I, I want to say Jessica Chastain, but I don't. She seems a bit too self serious. So I'm going to go with Kira Knightley instead. Kira I think, Knightley. She, I think she, she would fit in at this party more with the others. I think she would have more fun. Like I said, Jessica Chastain, I'd love her as an actress, and part of me wants to invite her, but I just. She's a bit too self serious. Right on. So Brad's dinner for five includes Brad, the host, Betty White, Kieran Gillen, Rosario Dawson, and Kira Knightley. That's your party of five. That's that's something. We'll talk. We'll we'll break down each one of these uh, and kind of give our thoughts uh, at the end here. Curtis, you've got you hosting the party. Zazzy beats Maggie Q, Jillian, Gillian Jacobs, and who else is coming to the party? I am going to invite. Chloe Sevigny. Really? Why is that? That's out of left field. I know exactly <laughs> why. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> because um, I'm just going to say it. Like, she's done some really weird, fucked up movies. Right. And she's, I don't know, she's got this look of like someone who also kind of, she probably also has like a dark sense of humor. Everybody, everybody, dark senses of humor. All right. Everybody at Curtis's party could cut you, but just letting you know, <laughs> and they may all be bringing their own knife to do it with. They may not have to use the cutlery at the party. All right. Well, so, you know, I, I almost said Rooney Mara. She probably cut you too. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> <laughs> so Curtis's dinner for five includes Curtis, Zazie Beats, Maggie Hugh, Gillian Jacobs, Chloe Sevigny. Very good. Hawk, who is the final actress you're inviting to the party? 
Ming Na Wen. Oh nice. yeah. yeah, I actually thought about her too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll bet you have. Than to talk about her career, right? You know, hey, what was um, Clooney like? She she she's not really a nerd like us, but she can hold her own when talking about Agents of Shield, uh, as well as Marvel. Um, to talk to hear her talk about working with Disney and and Mulan, um, have her get into a fight scene with Shaniqua. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know, yeah. Ming Na kind of party guest who can kick some ass if need be if the party goes south. <laughs> if the party gets also, out of hand, if she's also the one who might get it out of hand, just because she <laughs> has that type of personality. Right. She's also the interviews and shit. She's also the type that, like, if shit got out of hand and you got hurt, she's probably got enough knowledge from ER to kind of stitch you up. Plus, she can actually cook the entire menu if we went that direction. All right, so Hawk's dinner for five includes Hawk hosting. Kristen Bell, Sonequa Martin-Green, Alice Eve, Ming Nawin. Very good. Huck. JR, we come to you for your last actress. Who is joining you at this party? Um, you know, I it's tough. I've got it down to three. Um, but I will say Elizabeth Olsen because I want to hear the real shit about Mary-Kate Nashville. <laughs> you want the dirt. I want the dish. <laughs> Right. Spill I that tea. <laughs> Tell me about these bitches. <laughs> Can I get you some more tea? You seem to have spilled all of yours. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So JR's dinner for five has JR, Scarlett Johansson, Kaylee Cuoco, Jody Whitaker, and Elizabeth Olsen. Very good. Kenny, we go to you for your final choice. Well, who's the final living actress that's joining you at the party? Uh, another person that I, I would have loved to hang out with for decades now would be Krista Miller from okay. Drew Carey Show. The Drew Carey Show. Show. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cougar Town. Uh, Cougar Town, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty funny. She, she is funny as hell, and she has so, just from interviews and stuff, she's got so many amazing stories about people. So I think she'd be a hoot. And she's married to the guy that was like co-creator. Bill yeah, Lawrence. she's married to Bill Lawrence. Bill right. Lawrence, yeah, that's his name. <laughs> so, so, so Kenny's invi- Kenny's inviting uh, the ladies whose husbands uh, he he would like to get to come back to the <laughs> when we get to the uh, that part of the story. Yeah, so very good. So good job, Kenny. Kenny's dinner for five includes Kenny as host, Kathy Bates, Salma Hayek, Megan Mullally, and Krista Miller. Very good, Brandon. We go to you for your final choice. Who is the fourth and final actress joining you at the dinner party? Okay, my final actress choice is uh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, <laughs> he was on my list. Uh, so tell us, Brandon, why does she make your make make the list? Make the invite list. Let me guess, because she's cute and quirky. <laughs> uh, unlike, um, unlike the other yeah, four on the yeah, list, that's, that's definitely not the only. And like she, she also has a dark sense of humor, just to go with that theme. Um, but like also like I'm a I'm a huge fan of her career. I love a. Uh, I love uh, I I love the Pitch Perfect movies. I think they're great, fun escapism movies. Uh, like, Did you see like voices? Kind of grounded. What? Did you see voices? Uh, I don't think so. No, it's a Ryan Reynolds movie, but she's in it. He's crazy. <laughs> um, 
But I read her book, uh, Scrappy Little Nobody, and I really, I really fell in love with her there uh, in, in that book. It was the audio book, and I read it. And uh, I uh, also, she's collaborative with Justin Timberlake, did the Trolls movie, whether you like him or not. Uh, and also, now that I think about it, Olivia Wilde was in, in time with Justin Timberlake, so. Yeah, I have a Justin Timberlake team running through. Uh, you kind of do. Uh, hey, Brandon, Brandon, would you like Brandon? Would you like us just to invite Justin Timberlake for you and forget all the rest of this? <laughs> I'm super jealous. We'll co host. We'll be like Hans and Dak. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right. Also, the most successful alum of Twilight. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, well, yeah, Pat- Pattinson's, sure. Pattinson's getting that Batman money. So, okay, so Brandon, Brandon, step, pull the phone away from your mouth, Brandon. <laughs> You're breathing into the the receiver. All right, so Brandon, that's all right. So, is he breathing? Is he breathing Abby over Anna Kendrick or Justin Timberlake? Yes. <laughs> so Brandon has at his party for a party of five. Brandon hosting uh, Jenna Coleman, Mila Kunis, Olivia Wilde, and Anna. Kendrick. Very good. So my last pick, the last person to get invited. There's a whole lot of actresses that have not been invited to the parties. And there's only one that's crossed over into multiple parties. So Betty White's got a choice to make. But So with my party, I am adding, again, I'm looking for somebody who can who can carry a conversation. You're looking for the early bird special. What's that? <laughs> the early bird special. That's what you're looking at. No, I've got that already. So I'm golden. Uh, I'm looking for somebody that oh. can... I'm, look, nice. I'm looking for somebody who is uh, who's funny and can carry a conversation. So in that case, I, I, I want somebody else to do the heavy lifting so I don't have to talk. So I'm going with an actress who is also a podcast host who has talked to many of these already. I'm going with actress Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris, I guess would be the right way to say it. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Yeah, Anna Ferris. She, because again, again, funny and talented, and again, I don't have to talk. I I don't have to say a word. And this is a party that again, Betty White can get this party out of hand. She could cut a bitch. Uh, Carol Burnett, <laughs> Jane Lynch, Anna Ferris. Again, all I got to do is plan the menu and then just like invite them at two to make sure they're home by like you know bedtime at four. So I'm golden. <laughs> You're a golden girl. I am a golden girl. All right, so here let's 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 talk about these one last time. We've got uh, a few parties going on in town. I'm gonna read the list of who's at each of these parties, and I'm gonna give everybody one more chance not to change your invite list. But I'm gonna let you if if you don't want to stay at your party, I'm gonna let you go to somebody else's party. So think about that. So. So Brad has a party with, if you show up at Brad's place, you got Brad, Betty White, Karen Gillan, Rosario Dawson, and Keira Knightley. If you go to Curtis's, you got Curtis, Zazzy Beats, Maggie Q, Gillian Jacobs, Chloe Sevigny, Hawks got Kristen Bell, Sonequa Martin-Green, Alice Eve, Ming Nawin. JR has Scarlett Johansson, uh, Kaylee Cuoco, Jody Whitaker, Elizabeth Olsen. Kenny's got Kathy Bates, Salma Hayek, Megan Mullally, Kristen Miller. And Brandon has Jenna Coleman, Mila Kunis, Olivia Wilde, Anna Kendrick. And finally, at my party, the swingingest place in town, we've got Carol Burnett, <laughs> Betty White, Jane Lynch, and Anna Ferris. Does anybody want to? Does anybody want to go to somebody else's party? We'll start at the top. Brad, do you want to? Brad, do you want to leave your party and go to somebody else's? Maybe. No, but I'd invite Curtis over with Gill- uh, Gillian. <laughs> no, you don't get to do that. No, that's not that's not part of the that's not part of the the question. I'll say it, I'll say it in mind. 
Curtis, do you want to go to anybody else's party? Is anybody putting on a better party than you are? No, they're not putting on a better party than me, but if my party didn't happen, I would probably go to Brad's party. Probably, because he just invited you. Uh, Hawk, (laughs) Hawk, do you want to go to anybody else's party? Are you kidding? I have a woman that can cook Asian cuisine. Why would I leave my party? All right. Me too. I'm just kidding. JR, JR, do you want to leave your party and go anywhere else? No, I'd like to make up my party of one or two people from the other people's parties. So nope. if we have to leave them as whole, no. All right, very good. <laughs> Kenny, is there any other party you'd rather hit besides the one that you're throwing? Everybody's got some pretty good people, but honestly, since Joey, you're having yours early in the afternoon, I could go to yours. Right. And then I'm having mine till like six. So I that's true. Oh shit, that's way too late for these people. Yeah, you're golden. Come on over. I, yeah. Denny's. We could all go there and then go to our own party. Exactly. Yeah. I, I so because of the party people I have, I could go to your party and JR's party and still make it to mine in time. Exactly. Much love, much love. Brand, we don't Brand. show up at Joey's party, and Anna Ferris is like, "We're looking at her," and she's like, "I don't know why the fuck I'm here." <laughs> Brandon, is there any other party you'd rather hit up besides your own? I'm happy with mine. All right, very good. Yeah, and I'm not going anywhere either. We've all we're all happy with our choices. That is our dinner party discussion for this week, and that is your pop quiz for this week. It's an essay question. We are asking folks to tell us on social media for this week's pop quiz, what living actresses, what four living actresses would you invite to a dinner party? You can let us know right now on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. The pop quiz is pinned right to the top of the pages. You can't miss them. Let us know who, what four actresses you would invite. We will give you guys the uh, the results. There's not really a, a poll. It's not a voting, but we'll read your comments on next week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. So put some thought into it, like we certainly did, um, and let us know who you're inviting to your party for five. We're going to take one last break real quick. Coming up, we're going to take a look, in at, look at this weekend in pop culture, what's new in entertainment in the next week, and more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Hi there, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And we're the hosts of My Drunk Movie Theater. Join us every week as we go through the silly things that we wind up getting up to at our jobs working at a local multiplex. We also talk about all the current events that are happening in the movie world that affect us and affect you as the viewers. Trisha? We also get off topic quite a bit and we'll ramble, so there's that too. Yeah, well, you know, alcohol does that to you. So hit the subscribe button. You can follow us, listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, almost anywhere that your podcasts are available. All right, coming up this weekend in pop culture, Saturday, September the 12th, September 12th, 490 B.C. is the traditional date given for the Battle of Marathon, where a small Athenian army defeated the Persian Empire. That happened on September 12th, 490 B.C., September 12th, 1755. Giacomo Casanova is sentenced to five years imprisonment in Venice without trial for affront to religion and common decency. When you talk about a Casanova, that's the guy you're talking about. Motherfucker got locked up for five years for being having a way with the ladies. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. 
that's that's something to strive for. Uh, September 12th, 1953, 34-year-old American Senator John F. Kennedy married 24-year-old Jacqueline Bouvier. So Jackie Kennedy. Didn't, la- didn't last long. No, not not really. Uh, September, September 12th, <laughs> 1954. We're in that time of year where like TV shows uh, are hitting their season premieres. So a lot of series premiered in this uh, in September. September 12th, 1959, Lassie premiered on CBS. S- September 12th, 1964, the film that started the whole Spaghetti Western craze the whole genre a fistful of dollars premiered directed by sergio leone and starring clint eastwood in his first leading role nice a fistful of dollars it is september 12th 1966 the monkeys debuted on nbc right hey hey hey, hey. we're the monkeys <laughs> all right stay we monkey around September 12, 1970, Josie and the Pussycats premiered on CBS Saturday mornings. Oh, boy. Speaking of kind of Rosario Dawson. Yeah, exactly. September 12, 1978, Taxi premiered on ABC. The show was hilarious, and even for like a 13-year-old kid. Oh, yeah. It was a good show. September 12, 1981, The Smurfs premiered over on NBC. So, go ahead. Good lame. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate the Smurfs. Fuck the Smurfs. September twelfth. That, that was a that was originally like a French movie. It was not French. It was like Dutch, I think, or, or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, it's weird. Yeah, it is. September twelfth, nineteen eighty three. A pair of cartoons premiered. Inspector Gadget premiered on ABC, and the GI Joe miniseries premiered in syndication. Went on to spawn all kinds of. Toys and cartoons and whatnot. So a couple of those in 1983. So- I seem to remember Inspector Gadget being one of Bill Clinton's favorite movies. Just, so, uh, just leave it there, guys. Just leave it. Don't even don't even acknowledge it. Just keep on going. September 12th, 1990, Goodfellas premiered in movie theaters. Nice. And September 12th, 1992. I remember this. NBC canceled all of their Saturday morning animated programs. The new lineup featured Saved by the Bell, California Dreams, NBA Inside Stuff, Name Your Adventure, and a weekend version of Today. That was the beginning of the end for Saturday morning cartoons. September 12, 1992. And I only ever heard of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I, I didn't know there was a weekend version of Today. Yep. Yeah, I'd say they did. Uh, they, they, yeah, they did wrong there. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, actor Joe Pantoliano turns sixty-nine years old. Joey Pants, sixty-nine years old. Joe, love that guy. Actor Pito Scalari, the other bosom buddy, turns sixty-five years old on Saturday. MTV VJ Nina Blackwood. Remember Nina Blackwood? She turns sixty-five years old as well. Holy crap! Mm. Film composer Hans Zimmer turns 63 years old. Singer-songwriter... wasn't he? What's that? He was diehard, wasn't he? No, Hans Zimmer is the composer for no, like, everything Christopher Nolan's has done. Anything Christopher Nolan? Yeah, everything. Oh, that's, everything Hans Hans oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And he, he passed away on Christmas Eve, so yeah, totally different yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. Hans Gruber, you know, the composer who died Sing- on Christmas. Singer-songwriter Ben Folds turns 54 years old on Saturday. Rapper 
2 Chains turns 43 years old on Saturday. Actor Ben McKenzie from Gotham turns 42 years old. Singer and actress Jennifer Hudson turns 39 years old, and she's wondering why nobody fucking invited her to a party. Actor, uh, go ahead. You go ahead. Do you have a reason why you didn't invite her? That's what I thought. Got, <laughs> Actor Alfie Allen turns 34 years old. Actor, wait, wait, wait. Did you say? Did you say food costs? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we just kept going. Um, I just wanted to clarify. You said Alfie Allen, not Alfrey Woodard, right? Correct. Oh, shut, shut up. It's <laughs> mistakes them sometimes. <laughs> Actress Emmy Rossum from the Showtime show Shameless turns 34 years old. Just want to clarify, oh, I said Emmy Rossum turns 34 <laughs> years old. Yeah, yeah. She would have been a good at a party. Yeah. Also born on September 12th, Olympian Jesse Owens back in 1913. Country music singer George Jones back in 1931. Sir Ian Holm, who passed away earlier this year, was born in 1931. Singer Barry White, 1944. Drummer drummer Neil Peart of Rush, who died earlier this year, 1952. And actor Paul Walker was born in 1973 on September 12th. September 12th is also National Video Games Day. You'll want to check out over at popgoestheculture.com. Tara has put together some crafts and recipes in honor of National Video Game Day. You'll want to check those out on Saturday. On Sunday, you want the list of TV shows that premiered on September 13th? Strap in. Here we go. September 13th, 1961, Car 54, Where Are You? premiered on NBC. September 13th, what's that? No, they never found it. They're still looking. They're still out there looking. September 13th, 1963, The Outer Limits premiered on ABC. I like that show. September 13th, 1965, a couple of things. First up, The Today Show was broadcast in color for the very first time. And in September 13th, 1965, The Beatles won their first Grammy for Best Group. September 13th. September 13th, 1969, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? premiered. They are still looking for Scooby-Doo as well. Uh, September 13th, September 13th. He's go ahead. He's at the dispensary. Yeah, exactly. He's at the dispensary with Shaggy. September 13th, 1972, The Waltons premiered on CBS. Oh, God damn. September 13th, 1974, <laughs> The Rockford Files debuted on NBC. <laughs> September 13th. Rockford Files when it's on. And yeah, that, that show goes up. There, so these two, these next two, kind of go hand in hand. September 13th, 1977, Soap premiered on ABC. <laughs> the show God. that show that had the weird. that show had the first ever viewer discretion warning in television history. Because it launched a career. It did it launched a ton of careers. September thirteenth, nineteen seventy-nine, Benson, which was a spin-off from Soap, debuted on ABC. So kind of interesting. Good show. Absolutely. And one of my earliest remembrance of a black lead getting his own television show. Yep. Effort and Son, and then that one, yeah. Yep. September thirteenth, nineteen eighty-six, Pee-Wee's Playhouse premiered over on CBS. September 13th, 1990, Law and Order premiered on NBC. Dong dong. Still going. 
September 13th, 1997, Elton John released Candle in the Wind in 1997 as a tribute to his friend Princess Diana. September 13th, 2005, Bones premiered over on Fox. Meanwhile, Supernatural premiered over on the WB, which is now the CW. Only one of those shows is still going, right? That is correct. Bones had had enough uh, respect for its viewers to cancel when it was done. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> I'd sure. Say went off a couple of years past their expiration. Yeah. I would tend to agree with that. <laughs> when they killed Sweets, it was like, oh come on. Yeah, they actually did. Even though I didn't like that point, they had gone stale. Storytelling. Yeah. Also on Sunday, turning seventy-six years old, singer Peter Cetera. Does anybody know a Peter Cetera song? Who? Peter yes, Cetera. I, I'm old enough that I remember that badly. Santana? No, Peter Cetera. Uh, glory oh. of love. Glory of love. Yes, oh. from the Karate Kid Two. Yeah. Glory of love. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what? Actress Jean, actress Jean Smart turns 69 years old. She is having quite the resurgence in the last couple of years. With uh, the she was in the, Legion, she was in yeah Legion and Watchmen. She's having uh, quite the resurgence at 68. F- now she's 69 years first, old. First, well, when you said she turned 69, the first thing that popped in my head was that scene from the Watchmen when she's in her <laughs> hotel room. And she opens you her know, uh, briefcase, her suitcase. She opens her, her little suitcase and yeah. the Dr. Manhattan gigantic fucking dildo. Yeah. yeah he, he remembers <laughs> that thing vividly. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> she she is also wondering why she did not get invited to your party. So Why didn't she invite to your party is what we're asking, Joe. Well, why would she be invited to my party? I got, I got enough going on as it is. <laughs> She could have brought that, you know, over. Well, that's why we didn't invite her. Rocker Dave Mustaine turns 59 years old on Sunday. Who? Pr- Dave Mustaine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been Metallica, been. Megadeth, yeah. Yes, I know. Everyone gives him shit, and I feel bad. Producer and filmmaker Tyler Perry turns 51 years old on Sunday. We'll have a Medea out movie on Monday. (laughs) Medea's 51st birthday party. There you go. Director Bong Joon-ho turns 51 years old on Sunday. Singer-songwriter Fiona Apple turns 43 years old on Sunday. I'm shocked she's still alive. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't sure she was going to make it out of the 90s, 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. And actress Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale turns 24 years old on Sunday. Also born on September 13th, Milton Hershey, the guy that makes the Hershey's chocolate. Yeah, he started it all. 1857. He still makes them. What's that? He still makes as though he still makes them. Yeah, he still does. <laughs> he does. He they got have the idea. They have his he is alive in the company. They have his he still beating heart hooked up to a machine. So yeah. <laughs> He got the idea back in the day when he had a real bad case of Hershey squirts. Author Roald Dahl. Author Roald Dahl, born in 1916. Crooner Mel Torme, born in 1925. And actor Richard Keel, Jaws from the James Bond films, 1939. Sunday, September 13th, is also National Bald is Beautiful Day. Fuck yes, it is. Bald is beautiful. No. Oh, yeah. 
Congratulations to everybody celebrating this weekend. You can find This Day in Pop Culture, birthdays, national days, and more every weekday, Monday through Friday, over at popgoestheculture.com. Coming up this next week in entertainment, new albums on Friday from Marilyn Manson, Mastodon, The Flaming Lips. Be sure to check those out. Fanatics and the fans. You guys are doing a game night on uh, Thursday night, or on, excuse me, on Friday night. Game yeah. night on Friday night and dinner and a movie on Sunday. This week's dinner and a movie is Zachary Levi's very popular Shazam. Shazam. Where's the game night at? Game night's going to be on Fanatics and the fans' Facebook page. All you do is find the, the event and you'll see the link to very the cool. Zoom. Check it. We do, we do all of our stuff on Zoom. We're playing Jackbox this week. Um, Jackbox games are very popular, very fun. Uh, Curtis cheats whenever he plays, but it's Curtis, so we expect that much out of him. Right on. Sunday, Halloween season officially kicks off on Sunday on the Food Network. We've got premieres, season premieres of Road to Halloween Wars, Halloween Wars itself, and Outrageous Ooh. Pumpkins. Also on Sunday, dinner in a movie, as Hawk was talking about, on the Fanatics and the Fan Facebook page. Monday, the Halloween fun continues on the Food Network holiday, or I'm sorry, Halloween Baking Championship season premiere on Food Network on Monday. Also Monday, the season premiere of Dancing with the Stars, stars in quotes, on ABC. And uh, <laughs> when your biggest star is uh, Carol Baskin, <laughs> you're in trouble. Uh, also on Monday, Roll for Advantage, a D&D 5th edition adventure on our Pop Goes the Culture YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe so you'll know when new videos are available. We are really pushing that. You can find the link to our YouTube channel at popgoestheculture.com. Tuesday, new comic books from DC Comics. Wednesday, everybody else sends their comics to your local comic shop. Be sure to pick them up. On Wednesday, the season premiere of Archer on FXX, the third F Fox channel. (laughs) Season 11, I think they're up to now. Also on Wednesday night, for those who are interested, the Academy of Country Music Awards over on CBS. And on Wednesday, the Whedon Watch Party continues on the Fanatics and the Fan Facebook page. You guys are watching which shows currently, Hawk? So we're watching Buffy and Firefly uh, this week, however. This coming up Wednesday, uh, it's a Buffy two-parter, so we're going to watch both of those. Back to back. I'm sorry, the name escapes me. We're on season two, however, which is when things really started to click for Josh Wheaton and his crew. Uh, honestly, season two and three was some of his best, some of his best work uh, on on the on the series itself. So right I'm very much looking forward to that. Very good. And on Thursday, we'll be recording next week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. You can join us live on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. You can listen to and interact with us as we're recording. We listen to all, we see all of them, and we just might read your comments on the air. Right now, it's halftime on the cast channel. We're also casting as we record. If you're in the cast channel, you can also check out we're uh, casting Thursday night football, this NFL season kickoff. We've got the Chiefs and the Texans. It is just now halftime of that game so that gives you an idea of uh, of what you can get into on the cast channel on thursdays throughout the week on the weekends we got all kinds of content coming up be sure to check us out again popgoestheculture.com we've got the full schedule for our cast channel right there on the front page and then next friday look for next week's new episode of the pop goes the culture podcast in the podcast player of your choice uh, again i want to remind everybody go out and vote let us know which four actresses uh, are coming to your dinner party 
Again, we are. This is a theme that we are going to revisit throughout the month of September. Next week, it's going to be a different party. We're going to have a different, uh, different category, different topic. Um, but we'll do another dinner party next week as well. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take a moment and leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost a thing, and it really is one of the best ways that you can show support for this show. That's all I've got. Does anybody have anything else before we get out of here? And I'm almost afraid to ask. Curtis, what else you got before we get out of here? Uh, I, I got aces. All right. Anybody got anything? Uh, don't forget, we do Saturday morning cartoons on cast. I absolutely love Saturday morning cartoons oh, yeah. with pop culture. And please take a moment uh, and remember those that we lost those many years ago on 9-11. 19 years. 19 years ago, September 11th. Absolutely. Don't. I, I don't know that anybody that's a, that was that's nineteen years or older could let that uh, be forgotten. So yes, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for bringing that up, Hawk. Anything else from anybody before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm just glad we're back on the air and uh, looking forward to it. Oh, I didn't tell you they pulled us off the air after ten minutes. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> No, we, yes, we are. We are all. I think we're all. I think I speak for everybody. I could be wrong. Maybe somebody will correct me. But I think we're all glad to be back from our summer breaks and back doing this thing. It's if nothing else, it's just a chance for us to get together and and bullshit for a couple hours about the stuff that we all love uh, and bust each other's balls at times and have a good time doing it. So absolutely, uh, glad. I'm glad that everybody, that all of you guys, can make it here tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Speaking of which, hang on, hang on. I forgot to mention this. I want to bring it up again because. It was a lot of fun. Uh, earlier d- during the hiatus, I got to sit down, just me and my my good friend, Joey Mills, and listen to him talk about all kinds of craziness. Be sure and check that out on Fanatics and the Fan's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, you just search Fanatics and the Fan, and you'll see me sit down with Mr. Joey Mills, and I made no jokes about the fact that he has no hangers. So I'm very proud of him. Sunday, bald is beautiful day. <laughs> Three, 364 days of the year I gotta listen to your shit but on Sunday bald is beautiful baby from the birds that's right yeah I'm just happy to be here that's thanks right. for letting me in the fold absolutely we're having a good time that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode thanks again to you guys for being here thanks everybody for listening thanks for the folks who jumped in on cast Again, wherever you are, however you listen to us, however you interact with the show, we appreciate you guys and we love you guys uh, to, to just get a chance to, to chat and, uh, and to have fun with, with not only with each other, but with you guys on social media and on cast as well. I have been Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you right back here next week for another brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Be safe, be healthy, be happy. We'll see you then. Take care. See ya. Good night, John Peace. Boy. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.